welcome to All About You with OMG and Friends, where we talk about the things that you think about. I am your host, OMG, along with my co-host, Daydream, and your wellness warrior, Susan Ned. We'd like to thank you for joining us today, and we ask that you please join in on the conversation, where your thoughts, your comments, and your opinions help drive the conversation. Today, our topic is Love Thy Neighbor, My Brother's Keeper. You know, nearly 100 years ago, historian Carter G. Woodson established a week-long commemoration of Black achievements and history. Through that initiative, Woodson laid, would lay the groundwork for what would eventually become known as Black History Month. In the United States, the month of February is a celebration of Blackness, paying tribute to those who fought for racial and social equality. The month serves to highlight the existence of the African diaspora in the United States and in schools, turn our civics and history classes into necessary discussions about their contributions. However, many times the history is incomplete. While we completely learn about imperative African-American figures such as Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, Maya Angelou, and many others, we don't often hear about the importance of Afro-Latinos in the United States. Because Black and Latino are incorrectly seen as mutually exclusive, Afro-Latinos find themselves overlooked. As we acknowledge and honor Black heritage, here are a few African Latinos whose important contributions to U.S. history should not be unrecognized during Black History Month or the rest of the year for that matter. Now let's talk about a few of them just to bring you up to speed. There was Jose Barbosa. He was a physician, sociologist, and politician, and he was one of the first Puerto Ricans and persons of African descent to receive a medical degree in the United States. But he also made history in plenty of other ways. He served in the executive cabinet under Puerto Rican Governor Charles Allen and joined the Puerto Rican Senate. Barbosa, who advocated for statehood, also established El Tiempo, the island's first bilingual newspaper. Then there was Piri Thomas, and he wrote a book called Down These Mean Streets. And his work is noteworthy on African-Latino dad in the United States, discussing the racism, identity issues, and poverty he experienced during a lifetime growing up in Spanish Harlem. And he was Cuban, Puerto Rican, a poet who created a piece of literature that shone a light on his own community. Now, he was a darker-skinned Latino, and he faced discrimination both from his family and the society as well. His father reported preferring his lighter-skinned children. During uh, Perry's youth, he used and sold drugs and ended up in prison after he hurt a police officer. During these seven years, he finished high school and turned towards writing. And his work he has created was so trailblazing that the editor told him that down these mean streets created a new genre, Everybody Speaks Like Themselves. Also, there was Gwen Eiffel, and this is one of my favorites. She was the late television news anchor whose father was of Panamanian and Barbadian descent, and she left a mark on American media. She was among the first black women to host a nationwide television public affairs program in the United States. She paved the way for other journalists of color. Eiffel worked for the Washington Post, the New York Times, NBC, and PBS, and became the first black woman to moderate a vice presidential debate. There's also Julia Burgess, and I mean, there are quite a few that you can look up, and we'll probably have these on our website. There's Vanessa Perez, there's Arturo Schromberg. Now, he was the son of an African Puerto Rican mother and a German father, and he was a historian who raised a significant amount of awareness to the African diaspora. He reportedly inspired by, he was reportedly inspired by a teacher who said that African descendants had no history. So he spent the bulk of his life dedicating to showing how vital our contributions were. After moving to New York, he became an important figure in the Harlem Renaissance. In 1925, Schomburg found the Negro Literature, History, and Prince Division of the 135th Street Branch Library. 
It later became known as the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture. Again, we have Susan um, Juan, we have Sylvia Del Villard, there's Philippe Luciano. There are a host of other Afro-Latinos that have played integral roles in the diaspora as far as Africans and how they are perceived in this country. Now, with that being said, I'm gonna flip over to something else. As you may be aware, in the book of Genesis, you know, God was quite pleased with Abel and his offering, but he was displeased with Cain because Cain had a very evil nature and Cain murdered his brother Abel. After which God asked him, where is Abel thy brother? And Cain replied, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? So today we're gonna to talk about love thy neighbor and am I my brother's keeper? So I believe that we are our brother's keeper. I believe that we should, in fact, love our neighbors. Um, and, and in this case, our neighbors right now, speaking with Black Black Heritage and Black History mm -hmm. Month, would be the Afro-Latinos. Right. Daydream, you are Latino. What do you what I are your am, thoughts on it? Um, I, I totally agree. We we discriminate within our, our own communities. You know, um, it and it is true. If Afro-Latinos are discriminated against, I actually have one of my feels, he ends up being like a, a distant cousin, but you know, the older they are, mm -hmm. to show respect, we call them aunts and uncles. Right. Um, but we have a Theo Pepe, and he was black. And when I was growing up, I just I didn't understand. I was like, why is why does he look different from us? But it was like, okay, okay, no problem. You know, that's just who he was. Right. Um, but he barely spoke any English. So you know, a, a lot of the family would be like, oh yeah, that's that's them over there. Oh wow. You know. So um, there we go. <laughs> that's them over there. You know. So we see it and. I've gotten questioned about about what I am. Are you mixed? Are you this? And it's not of oh my gosh, are, are you mixed? Are you biracial? It's more out of disdain. Uh, well, are you mixed? Well, do you have some black in you? I can't imagine why that's important. Who cares? What does it matter? You, you live. You have life. You live. Right. It could be as a matter as a matter of fact. This was recently on Facebook. I was commenting on someone's post that had to do about child support, and one of their friends, whoever it was. Um, immediately asked, well, you look like you might have some black in you. Have you checked into that? You what does serious? that have to do with anything? Well, you know what? I believe that there, that there is no real pure race at this right. point. Totally. And right. the way it's headed, you know, we're, we're all, we're, we're all mixed. mixed. We're all here <laughs> right. right. You know, and and I love, I love how, um, uh, 23 and me, there's, there's, uh, the different DNA products, testing. the DNA testing, mm -hmm. um, 23 and me and ancestry.com, they're pushing, for people to, to, you know, get their DNA tested to find out exactly where and what they are. And you see, you can even see some videos that have been posted online about how people get very emotional because, you they know, they, no they, clue they had no they clue and, and, you know, they're mm -hmm. thinking they're one thing and then come to find out, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm Polish. This whole time I thought, you know, I was, you know, I thought I was a Native American and then instead I'm Polish oh, yeah. and, and I'm Irish and I'm, and you look at them and it's like, when I look at you, I don't see it, but Doesn't it's in your right. It's Doesn't it's in your in. DNA. So we're right. all intertwined, um, and I love that to see those commercials and especially some videos on Facebook because they they were they were talking to people about their prejudice and racism, mm -hmm. and they were you know and they were very adamant about being against this and this and that, and they broke down and started crying when they were like, well, this is who you are. The very same people that you're spewing hate against. I was just going to say that's who you are. I was going to mm -hmm. say the impetus from that should be that now you should be a lot more sensitive. 
to other races that you are talking about Correct. now, you carry some of that blood in you as well. Correct. You know, but people don't want to own up to the fact that they're not just all of who they think they are. No, none of us are. Well, no. that's like, what was it? Um, was it a British couple who had a set of twins? And one was black and one, one was, was white. One was white. Mm -hmm. And I thought I saw something not too long ago where they're teenagers now. Mm -hmm. And they're, and of course, so different, but you know, they talk about the, the way that they interact and how people treat them. Right, and that they're both treated because one's, you know, very freckles with red hair. Exactly. And the other one is, you know, she's black. Exactly. There's no question that she's black, but they're like, okay, well, we're twin sisters and they get all kinds of mm -hmm. hateful comments and disgusting looks and everything else. And it's like, imagine. Why does it matter? It, I think it upends people's belief systems too right. when they find out they have a little bit of anything. They, right. they automatically assume the well, I, I think too, they remember what they've said. Oh, yeah, it comes back to them, and now they're yeah. like, What do I do? What do I do? Because yeah. me and my friends, because this entire time I've been speaking about myself, exactly. You know, mm -hmm. I've hated myself exactly. once they find out what it is. And 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 I asked that question on the post, I, that's how I responded to the girl. I said, What difference does it make? Why does that matter? And the only thing she could come back and say, Well, I'm just curious. So I, mm -hmm. I didn't fall into of her all bait. The things in the world yeah, well, I'm just about. curious. And she kept going on and on. And I said, again, race has absolutely nothing to do with it. And my race especially is irrelevant in this conversation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, and one of the um, guys I just read his name, um, I think it was uh, Schomburg. No, not Schomburg. Maybe Peary Thomas. Mm -hmm. But at any rate, he was saying that he was a dark-skinned Latino. Mm -hmm. And I love his book. I, I remember reading that book? when I was younger. Okay. Yeah, and it's Piri okay. Tomas. Oh, excuse me. P I R I and Thomas T O M A S. Okay. Yeah. Pity. 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 The lighter children, mm -hmm. so it's almost it's synonymous with the black culture. Mm -hmm. We have that same dichotomy for whatever reason. It makes exactly. no sense, you know, who's light, who's dark, and mm -hmm. right, and who's you know this part of the family. Like you said, right. well, back in the there. slave days, this, you know, the darker you, the darker you were. Oh, you're you're you're, you're one of those field you're pieces, right. and you know those who are lighter skinned and quote unquote prettier, they were the house Negroes, and they were preferred. So absolutely. you know, even even with that, there and was their, there was their texture, all of that. Yeah, right? absolutely, mm -hmm. and even now, I think we still feel the brunt end of that. I'm not sure why we do, and I'm not sure why we have this, this dichotomy that's been created between the Latinos mm -hmm. and the Blacks, mm -hmm. you know, because we did a show once on Chica and... and um, Chicas and sisters. Chicas and sisters. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all one when it comes down to it. Right. And, and while we think we're not each other's um, keeper, I would say 9-11 was a clean example, a pure example of just brotherhood, just right. love thy neighbor. Recently, Harvey. Harvey, I was going to say Harvey. 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 You know, and we're, we're, here, takes, we're here in the South, you know, right. deep South. That's so right. the entire world was watching us and how how we reacted and um, what, what's the other word I'm looking for, but but how, how we responded. How yes. we responded to that. And, you know, all, none of us looked at, at each other's color. It was... Whoever needed help, I have the ability, and, the and I'm going to do what I can. And it's not, and well, no, we're not taking you. We're going to take them. No, it's, you know, if you can get in, get in. Right. And then they said right. Katrina was another one. But Katrina had a little bit more racial overtone to it, I think. I would agree with that. Yeah, because they weren't rescued right away. And 
Correct. They did pick some over others. No, we're going to take this movie back for you and then don't come back or whatever. Right. So, you know, but I do believe that from a biblical standpoint, we should love our neighbor and we are our brother's keeper. So, but the bulk of the world, I don't think they really relate to that. I think no, everybody they, they is they like so self-consumed and self-absorbed mm -hmm. that they... Right. Or, or we feed we feed into all the BS that we're you know that's that's the propaganda being, that's the propaganda that's being spewed media. on media and that's media. being spewed in social media that you know in songs mm -hmm. if you listen to that it's just like we we can we're still over there just jamming to whatever mm -hmm. and it's like did you stop and listen to, to what listen. the lyrics were and what it's really everything. saying it's just that. like there's just more dance. to it yeah and it's like they're talking about you and you're over here spending money you don't have to support these Absolutely. people. I, I wish yeah. I could remember. There's a guy I dated before I got married. Way, 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 way. One more. Way before okay. I got married. <laughs> way back. Okay. Way, and way, he way. had two kids. And he used to tell me all the time, oh, no. Because I used to, I'd hear what they're listening to. They weren't even, I think the oldest was 10. And I would ask him, I said, are you sure that's something they, could be, they should be listening to? Oh, it's not what they listen to. It's with how you raise them. Well, the oh, thing no, is, you're only right. in their lives for a certain amount of time during the course of the day. Yeah. So if you're letting them listen to that, and then that gets fed into during school, fed into during playtime, then, then, then that's where your environment starts to mold them yeah. into being the people that you start to say, when did my child start doing that? So now you want to be surprised. Right. It's like they've, they've been doing it the whole time. Matter of fact, you encouraged it because exactly. you were giving them money to pay for these iTunes or to wear mm -hmm. this this clothing line and, and everything else. Just like with, you know, Tommy Hilfiger was a big deal mm. when I was, you know, in the 90s. Yeah. He was mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. And we never wore Tommy because we couldn't afford that and we weren't raised to look at labels. It was, you're mm -hmm. going to wear what you need to because clothes are clothes. Right. right. You know, I mean, if you, you feel the need to wear something designer, well, by all means, that paycheck you got from your part-time job, <laughs> you're more than welcome to spend it. <laughs> but mom and dad weren't going to do it right. Mm -hmm. And then it would be, it became a big issue when it, it was a known fact. He said, well, my clothes weren't made for you. Mm. He came out and said that. It was yeah. a statement. That, you know, yes, because people were cur uh, curious about his advertisements. They, they made a comment about, mm -hmm. well, you know, you really don't see any minorities. Why is it just, you know, white people, blonde hair, blue eyes? Mm -hmm. He said, because my clothes weren't made for you. How dare you say such a thing? But I, I, and every, I remember in high school, everybody was Tommy down from head to toe. Even love it. Socks, drawers. My, my, do my daughter you know? had all that stuff. I didn't purchase it. You know, yeah, I and, and I thought it was funny because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm laughing at my classmates. I said, ah, y'all so there spent, you know, all kinds of hundreds of dollars. Mm -hmm. and hundreds of dollars. And he doesn't care. Yeah, and he, he straight up you. told you, well, it wasn't for you. I'll take your money, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna advertise you. I'm not gonna represent you. And I think that's the problem that we have too, though, is that things like that will happen. And we won't exercise our buying power to not purchase from someone who feels that yeah, way about us. Correct. Because my thing is, why would I, in good conscience, with knowledge, spend my money? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, well, why weren't you, why weren't you so gun ho about spending on Fubu? Okay. Mm. For you, you know, you, for you and by you. By you. Mm -hmm. you know, there should have been a huge spike in his, in his marketing and sales, and but we still. And I say we because we're all people. We we've all done it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just but, but you know, this whole thing. even you know, growing up, when I was in high school, um, I had a, a I wouldn't say I guess a boyfriend. We went together or whatever. <laughs> right. You know, however you want to put it. It's nothing serious. Like you, you, you like me? You like me? Yes or no? Yes yes no. no. We go together. No. Okay. Um, but in high school, my dad had an issue with that. It, even in when I was in college, because my dad is from Mexico, so he's also older well he's really old school 
you know, you stick to your kind. And so he had a big issue. And there was an issue between my parents and I because I was dating black guys. And my thing was, I wasn't purposely choosing only black guys. It's just, that's who approached me. And that's who was interested in me. So, you know, we get conversation going, okay, cool. I was interested in a guy. Right. You know, I, I honestly didn't see color. And I remember even being little in elementary school and talking to my mom about my friends and stuff. And it finally hit me. I want to say it was in the fourth grade that I was, to, you know, talking to her about my friend. And it was something about their hair. I remember that. And it was a black boy. Mm -hmm. And my mom couldn't understand what I was saying. I was like, well, his hair, you know, it's like this, that, because he had tried to make fun of my hair. And so I said something about him and she's like, oh, you know, it's not nice to talk about people like that. And I said, well, he said this and this and that about me. And so trying to describe him. And finally I had to say, I said, well, mom, he's black. And so she goes, oh, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't until then that even as I said it, I felt uncomfortable saying that because that was the first time yeah. I had to Heard just verbalize. Right. I, had to, right. I had to describe someone in that way. Yeah. I had never used race before. It was always my girl, my friend, you know, she has the pretty blonde hair or she has a long curly, curly hair or mm -hmm. she had things like that. That was the very first time I used race to describe someone. I don't believe children actually know racism until I think it is a learned behavior. Absolutely. Because kids don't come here just knowing what they mm -hmm. like and no. don't like. So mm -hmm. it's the parents. And so, you know, again, um, my grandson, he's biracial. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I love my son-in-law, my daughter, my grandson, and there is no color issue in the home at all. Mm -hmm. Now, we'll jokingly, I mean, because I'll, I'll throw out a conversation because, hell, I can. I'll, <laughs> I'll say something like that. And this white boy said this. My son-in-law looked at me. I'm like, yes, I said that. You know? <laughs> and so the other day, um, he was doing something around the house, and, and he gave me that look like he knew what... You were about to say something. You know, uh -huh. yeah. So he looked at me and I, I kind of cut it off. You know, we all know of some of the sayings and, and things that go around yes. like this. At this particular time, he was fixing something around the house. And I'm sure you've all heard the phrase, Enrig. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. So he looked at me like he wanted to say that. I'm like, you can go ahead. We're good. We're fine. Yes. Say it. Don't say it outside this house. Right. You know, but, you know, family is family. And I don't think it's important to deal so much with you know, the color as it is the quality of the person. Absolutely. You know, because you can have people of your your own color that are horrible people. Absolutely. I don't oh even care, God, I don't care to like them or know right. them. And yeah, especially now with, with everything that's going on with politics. Oh, it's you like, know, I'm, I'm looking at my people and some of these are my family members and I'm like, are you really? Yeah, they're serious. Are you really supporting this? I said, do you, for, you have forgotten where you come from. They've forgotten the struggle. Right. It's like you mm -hmm. forget what your last name is. I don't care how you pronounce it. Okay, I don't care how much you whitewash your last name or how much you refuse to speak Spanish, you're still too brown. Okay? <laughs> because he, even with your blonde hair and your true, blue eyes, because true. I have that in my family. Like I said, I have a Theo Pepe. He's black. I mean, darker than you, okay? Nappy curly Not hair. I'm like, his, <laughs> his wife, the same thing. But you know, mm -hmm. when I look at them, if That's I'm looking at family. them as Latinos, I'm like, okay, well, they're they're like, they look more Dominican. They look well, Puerto Rican, you know, mm -hmm. but they're still Latinos, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But even from that, from that range, from in the color spectrum, blonde hair, blue eyed, don't speak a lick of English in my family, mm -hmm. to as black as I don't know what. Absolutely. Doesn't speak English either. Well, you know, I've mm -hmm. seen. But even within, we all have our own prejudice. Mm -hmm. That's true. My grandfather, uh, my cousin's that have green eyes. He would, uh, one of them, he would sit there and call him, you know, my gato, call him a cat because he had green, you know, cat eyes. Mm -hmm. But he was favored. 
Well, you know, get out. We all know oh, yeah. from the workplace and other areas mm -hmm. of life that the lighter skin you mm -hmm. are, even, mm -hmm. even in Thomas said, Bidi Thomas said, you know, his father preferred the lighter children. How do you deny a child You're of yours blood. because he is darker? Right. He's a darker skinned Latino than the rest of the children. Right. And it's like, okay, obviously they got it from somewhere. So if it wasn't Absolutely. from you that they got, it was from the woman that you chose. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to discriminate within? But then if I remember correctly, um, he was a Rolling Stone also. So oh, okay. he had different mothers, but it goes back to the same thing. Mm -hmm. You still, you still picked that darker woman to lay with. So, so you, obviously you weren't too prejudiced. Right. right. And, and if you shake anyone's tree, I tell people all the time, we are so, we're like the UN in our family. You shake the tree, you don't know what's going to happen. Correct. And we always laugh when, when people are trying to, like when they meet our family and they're trying to go through all these changes, figuring out who's who, what's what. I was like, see, you're going to hurt yourself because mm -hmm. it doesn't even take all that. It's, it's not We love, we love each other. That's it. Right. And I have, as a matter of fact, one of my nieces when she was born, and I hear that about myself all the time, although my mother is very light, but specifically my niece when she was born, because both of her parents are darker brown. Mm -hmm. They looked at her father like, okay, wait a minute. Somebody in here needs to be, she was very fair. Mm -hmm. She had hazel eyes when she was born, mm -hmm. but she's the dead ringer for her dad. I mean, just like spitting image. So then when my mother comes in the room, all of a sudden everybody starts going, oh, oh. Now my mother does not have hazel eyes. <laughs> she is a black woman who presses her hair. <laughs> but all of a sudden they get But all of a sudden everybody's okay. Yeah. And, and as a matter of fact, my mother even told them, I said, because they had the wrong one that day. She said, when, they, when someone began to open their mouth, she said, don't you dare. Don't even start. That's my grandbaby. Don't even go there. And, and I get it. I get, you know, she was raised in the South. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was a sharecropper. So she, that, the life that they led was based on all of that being very real for them. Mm -hmm. So when, when, when she used to teach me things, she's like, I don't care how light you are, baby. You better let me know where you're going so I know who's over there. Right. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Wasn't it um a movie Crash? I remember Crash. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, wasn't there a, a character on there? I know Terrence Howard was in there. I don't know if it was that movie or if it was a different movie, but there there was even uh, statements made in movies about don't let your light skin confuse you. Mm. Oh, oh I, I, you know, yeah. because mm -hmm. it was it was one black oh, person yeah. talking to another, and but I remember that mm -hmm. it. That statement being made, don't let your light skin fool you. you oh, know, we used you. to hear that. We used to hear that. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't be fooled just because, you know, because mm -hmm. someone will look at you. And I remember old next door neighbor that I grew up with. Out of the clear blue sky, I became the N-word. I didn't even know what that wow. meant. And I always tease my mother now as I wonder the conversation she had with the other girl's mother. Mm -hmm. Because I literally grew up living next to her for years and years. And she, but she was older. So when I approached her, and her high school, she just started high school, her high school classmates. Then all of a sudden, now she did put her hands on me, so I can only imagine what mom did. So there was a slap oh, yeah. and there was oh, a name yeah. call. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was still young, I was still in elementary school and I did not know what that meant, but I, innately something in me knew, knew it was knew wrong. It was wrong. wrong. Yeah. And I told her, and I think back to the look on her face. And I said, I know my mom was containing herself, I know. And I bet she went over there switching right and had some words to say see now we have the new she got told right well if she, she turned her finger at you like you know kind of crooked like then uh, you knew you were in trouble it. so what is it that unites and divides us as Afro, afro latinos mm -hmm. and african-americans 
I mean, clearly there is a distinct difference in um, appearance. Right. And so um, a, a lot of times I've been around people that are black, but obviously they are Afro-Latino mm -hmm. because then they'll start speaking Spanish. Right. And then you realize or, that. Or they'll even have a, a different look. I, I noticed that and it didn't click to me that there were Afro-Latinos, that there were black Latinos. But I would just notice, well, they, you know, they're black, but, but there's something different. different. Right, something well, not even oh, before, even before speaking, I'm just, I'm just seeing them, okay. you know, walking by and be like, but they look different. Mm -hmm. You know, the black people in Miami and, and uh, you know, up in New York, they look different. Well, that's because they're Dominican, Puerto Rican, or they're mixed Cuban. with, you know, Haitian and Puerto Rican because the islands, and, and Haitian and Dominican because the islands are right next oh, yeah. to each other. Oh, yeah. They share a mountain people. Mm -hmm. They're right next to each other. Absolutely. You know, or, you know, it would, it, I would just find it so, it's just a beautiful thing to me to see beautiful dark skin and these striking light colored eyes, the contrast in that. And it's just like, man, that's beautiful. How can anyone hate against that? I think all races are beautiful in their you know, own, you know. Again, you know, understand. it's a coloring box. Right. It's just a big Crayola, we're all big Crayola box. Was it Florence? You know, life is like a box of chocolate. You never, you never, never know what you're going to get. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And um, my, my bestie's um, son, he made a comment and it was in reference to books, but I love the way that he put it. He's like, I don't understand how people can say they don't like books. He goes, how can you not like books? Right, really? He goes, that's like picking a, a color, a Crayola out of the box and or and saying that you don't like them just because you didn't get the one that you wanted. He goes, it's it's the same. We're all, you know, we're all in this box. We're here in this world together. And okay, we have a, a preference, but you can't say that, well, I don't like this. Well, then you don't like colors. You know, it's, 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 I think it's a learned behavior. Absolutely. We have, um, do we, uh, do we have, yes, we do. If we can play uh, the clip, we have the, a short, short clip, clip. Uh, because you, you asked what unites us and what divides us. Right. And we have a clip um, from someone, I believe it was on Melissa Ford's radio station. Um, it was on her, but it's from um, an Afro-Latino rap artist. And so they talked to him. They, I don't, I honestly don't know how their conversation started or what it was, the context was, but it was something that we found. Um, so are we ready for that? And I were talking earlier, and you know, just about because you keep saying we, you know, and it's like your kind of connection with the black community. But you're Cuban, like I'm black are, first. Yeah, I'm black first. So well, I always ask, like, what, like what, how you identify Wait, yourself? Are you full Cuban? I'm, I'm full Cuban. Okay. I thought you was black too. I know, but everyone, I am black. No, I'm because black. Like, everyone thinks that you are like okay, so, black so, lineage. So, right, so, you know, like, let me explain how it works. Let me explain how it works. Hmm. You know, this is another thing that I feel like we as black people get caught up in. That, that separates us as opposed to uniting us. We get caught up in where the shit dropped us off versus where the shit picked us up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We all come from the same root. It's just a tree with different branches. The same boat that dropped, that picked up your ancestors picked up my ancestors. Only they dropped yours off here. They, they made a pit stop in the Caribbean and dropped mine off. Mm -hmm. but, but my ancestors still dealt with slavery. Mm -hmm. You know, still dealt with being, you know, having having their family and their lives ripped from them and having to come back from colonialism and slavery, mm -hmm. you know, so, and it's not just African-Americans, it's Afro-Cubans, it's Afro-Dominicans, it's Afro-Puerto Ricans, like, all these people got to get out of their colonialized minds and stop thinking, oh, I'm not this, I'm this. 
Okay, yeah, you can be black and the separatism. Black first. And the separatism that takes us apart when we all have the same struggle and we all sit here. Because when I walk into a room, they ain't thinking, oh, we're gonna give him a pass because he's black. Yeah. yeah. Or if a cop pulls me over, he's not like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna shoot him or I'm not gonna beat his ass because he's Cuban. No. I'm black. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm dealing with the same struggle. So we all gotta gotta unite and 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 fight for the struggle together because we're all dealing with the exact same struggle. Unfortunately, that still exists. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that still exists. Absolutely. Was that Alfonso? Um, yes, and I can't think of his last name. I can't name. remember his last name. We'll either. look it up, and of course, yeah. we'll post it for you guys. Um, if y'all want to, you know, if you want to hear more, if you're just interested in to see what else that he has to say. But ab absolutely, that's that's what unites us and divides us. Because um, there's there's um, a show on Netflix, and it's actually a novella. It's in Spanish, but it has it'll have the subtitles for you guys. That's what else I love about Netflix, by the way. Just real quick, one little plug. Yeah, you can, yes, the, you can you can change the subtitles. Okay. You know, English, Spanish, French, you know, or whatever native country that particular show was produced and came from. Um, but it's called The White Slave, and in Spanish, it's La La Esclava Blanca, but it has to do with Dominicans and Afro Latinos were held as slaves also. So you have your own people, you know, holding each other as, as slaves and treated the exact same way because they have the lighter skin and the colored eyes, more of the Spaniard um, sort of traits, mm -hmm. okay, more Spaniard traits versus uh, the African traits. But they, they were kept as slaves, and so that's what that, that um, little soap opera has to do about. It's a little series is because... Their, their master's house burnt down and they were able to save their infant daughter. And so they raised her as a slave and, you know, people kept it hushed because they knew what the deal was, but they knew those slaves were gonna be persecuted for, for you know, and being accused of starting the fire that didn't happen. And so they raised her and they took her and kept her in hiding, but that's what it has to do with. So, check that wow, out. me too. It was also, slavery didn't necessarily start with white men. It no, started it in Africa. Absolutely. Yeah, I have friends. That yeah, so there's still people who have not seen Roots. That's right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still have not seen Roots. You haven't read Roots. Whether you you, you look no at the at the the updated version because I watched that one also. You know, I, I did see that. I, I did see that, and it's just like okay, well, that should pique your interest because it's it's still the same thing. You were sold by your own people for profit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, so you we want to get mad at white people. It's not. It's not. You know, again, we always had. Um, again, the, the Africans had slaves, and and I had a girlfriend that I'd gone to school with, and she used to tell me about how they had five different slaves working. They had someone cook, they had someone who watched the children, mm -hmm. they had someone who cleaned. I mean, they had four or five different slaves working within their home. Wow. So, and where were you? just she was from Eritrea, actually, oh, Ethiopia. Okay. Wow. But you know, again, another place where I guess it kind of unites us a bit is the workplace, or does it? Um, the workplace is one of the few places where people of different races, ethnicities, histories, and cultures come together to achieve common goals. As the Latino, Hispanic, and Black, African-American populations of the United States increase there, they continue to influence one another. Unique differences divide and unite members of these groups, affecting how they relate and adapt to their circumstances. Now, in a work environment, um, you know, when I first got to Houston, I used to hear people say about how the Hispanic women, specifically, um, were rude to black women. Mm. And not sure how that happens, but I want to talk to you about that in a minute, but we have to go to break, and we will be right back.
You are listening to the Grammy Share Your Opinion by calling 789 Hi, this is Silky Smooth with the All About You Show. I recommend key ingredients to loving yourself. Nourishment from the Inside Out by Gloria Davis Armstrong. Each page is like a pilgrimage to self-discovery. Unmask your ingredients to loving yourself more. This book will stimulate your senses. Begin your journey to self-love today by visiting keys to love self. Yeah, I am. I what Sam Cook songs you want? No, no. Um, let's play. Uh, Where's the love by the Black Eyed Peas? And we're only gonna be able to play two songs, right? Total. Okay, and the last the, the last song we'll play is a uh, redemption song by uh, Bob Marley. Okay. And when we come back, we we'll ask for comments and text. And we are back. You're listening to All About You with OMG and Friends, where we talk about the things that you think about. I am your host, OMG, along with my co-host, Daydream, and your wellness coach, Susan Lynn. Now, I think I have a question before you left, um, before we went to break. And when I moved here from the East Coast, there was some issue with Hispanic women and black women. Does that still exist now? Absolutely. It, does what is the purpose? What is what is it? Tell me I, what it is. I, I assume, I, I honestly don't know what it is. Um, other than it's just because of your color, you know. Um, but we just sit here and said that there are other Afro Latinos that's in their families that are dark, and you know you have other cultures that right. are dark. You have some Indians that are that absolutely, are absolutely. You know, yes, absolutely. Somalians so, and there's some Samoans right. and everything absolutely. else. Um, I know uh, when my momo, she came over and started working, she always did like janitorial jobs because that's all they would give her. She didn't speak any English. And um, they, for whatever reason, she said that the black women always had an issue with her. They would try to pick fights or if something was wrong, they would immediately, oh, it was her fault because she didn't speak English. So they're like, well, she can't say, she can't defend herself. Right, but she, you know, you can tell people's body language and tones. It doesn't matter if you understand the language or not. Right. You know, you know what's going on. Um, but she said that they, for whatever reason, always had an issue with her and would try to blame her for stuff and was always trying to get her fired or things like that. And, you know, my experience, my understanding 
a lot of the prejudice is, well, black people are lazy. You know, they never want, they always want to sit there and complain and not do anything about it. You know, I've seen both sides of it. My own people, you know, I've seen them be lazy or want to hand out. That's, and it, that's indicative of all culture. Right. All that's anybody. That's that's anybody. Somebody. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's like you can't sit there and say, well, only black people do this, only black people do that. You know, lazy people do it, period. Yeah, period. Right, right. You know, everyone wants a handout. Let's look at welfare. Um, you know, we're all on welfare. We're all on food stamps at some point or another or have been, color-wise, on the color mm -hmm, spectrum. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just, oh, it's only for the black people, or it's only for immigrants. It's only, you know, that's all who, who does it. No, we, we've all done it, especially with the recession and everything else that went on. Um, you know, if you look at strip clubs, there are some highly intelligent women in there with uh, engineering degrees and mm -hmm. everything else, and it's like, well, what are you doing here? Oil and gas fell out. Mm -hmm. And well, I, sure. all my bills are the same. Well, sure. and. I need to do something because there's no one hiring or they're hiring for the inexperienced because they can pay them less. Absolutely. You know, so they're like, I, I have to be here and do something. But those women were able to make their money because they were intelligent and, you know, had the intellect and could hold a, a conversation. They were very articulate. And so the men like that. Okay, well, I can sit there and talk business mm -hmm. with a gorgeous looking female. Hey, you know, so it doesn't, absolutely. you know, it, it's like, okay, well, what do you do? People, oh, I would never do this. I would never do that. And they're like, well, I you have, I have mouths yeah. to feed. Mm -hmm. So if I need to get on this stage and have someone throw money at me, then I'm going to do that. But I'm still going to use my intelligence and I'm going to hold conversations and I'm going to get these regular clients and I'm, I'm going to go out to lunch with them and I'm going to go out to dinner with them. I don't need to sleep with them, but I'm still going to be paid for my time. So we, we've all been there or we will all be there at some, some point or another, you know? So I, I don't understand, you know, where it started from as far as why Latinos and blacks hate each other. I don't know. I mean, we're, we were all thrown into the ghetto. That's it. <laughs> like, you know, seriously, we were all thrown into the ghetto. And I've even heard clips. I've, it had to do with the Trump supporter. It was a black guy and a white guy. And the black guy was talking about how, why he has a problem with immigrants and Latinos coming in because. Uh, and taking all the jobs. Well, not even just taking all the jobs, but taking over his ghetto. Damn. Oh, really? yeah. He was talking about taking over the ghetto. Well, because, you know, y'all come over. He's talking about y'all Latinos. Y'all come over here and, you know, y'all want to take these jobs and y'all y'all's too poor, too. And y'all going to come move into our neighborhood and y'all end up pushing us out. You're upset that because you're having so to share. Ridiculous. <laughs> but it's like, really, so you're fighting over a ghetto? Well, you know, I think sometimes um, the diaspora, which is the, the involuntary movement mm -hmm. of people from their culture, I think blacks kind of feel more hurt, more um, disenfranchised simply because they were removed from their language. Mm -hmm. Now with Afro-Latinos, you still have your language, mm -hmm. correct? See, blacks don't have that. Right. So I think to some degree, they're, you know, as a people, that we still harbor that sort of anger. Because, still holding on to that. Yeah, we're still holding on to all that. Right. Okay, well then, learn it. Do some history, do some research, figure out you know, organize, hey, you know, well, let me figure out, okay, well, I know I come from Africa, well, in such and such community, if, here in Easton, you have the, um, you have the African communities, and you have, Caribbean, yes, you have we call it the International District, right. if you go out to the Southwest, closer out there to A-Leaf, out in the SWAT, the African restaurants, correct, yeah. you have, um, or even, you know, Chinatown here in Houston has, has changed, well, it's moved, it used, Chinatown used to be a part of downtown, it used to be downtown, right, and all right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. now with that, now that's, you know, regentrification, well, well, now, now that's Bel -Air. Bel -Air. you know, now, correct, now Chinatown has moved out to the Southwest, area closer to the west well 
there and street signs are put in different languages. In their language. yeah. 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 Well, if you know that's where it's at, then why don't you go there and say, look, I don't know exactly where I'm from, but I know I have African roots. I know I have Chinese roots, Korean roots. I know that I'm Indian. I know that I'm Samoan. Why not seek those communities out and say, I want to learn. Mm -hmm. I want to know who I am. You know, um, for us Latinos, gangbangers picked up and embraced the Aztec culture and the Mayan culture. Granted, it was done for wrong because that's how they would communicate with each other. But I still have to give them props for going that, that distance and learning and researching our ancestral language. You know, so I, I'm, my family's from Mexico. I have family that we know for a fact that we also have Spaniard blood in us. Um, am I, are we Aztec? Are we Mayan? Are we a different Indian tribe? We don't know exactly, but I can go and do the research and I want to learn my, my native language because it's, we're, it's getting lost. Absolutely. Yes, that, that's, that's the point. You know, and if you look in the pyramids and, and out there in Chichen Itza and the Mayan pyramids, there's so much history and so much for us to learn if we take the time to learn the language instead of just sitting here being mad that it's lost. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think too, it, it, I, I find so many people, and I, re- I wish I could remember where I read this, where as a people, as black people, we've got a false sense of acceptance. Like we were under the illusion many, many years ago that if we have what our Caucasian counterparts have, what we are told, then we will be accepted. That, that we're going to be accepted, it's going to be okay, we done come up. <laughs> okay, so now I hear people talking, and I'm the first one to look at people sideways and go, no, that ain't right. Because I'm not going to sit there and let you talk about anybody, right. just because. Yeah. And it's ridiculousness. But then I'll hear someone say, and see, we just got ours. Now they come and trying to take that. I said, see, that's where your crazy's coming out. Right. What is ours? Because really what, you're, what you've done is you've assimilated into something that made you feel comfortable, mm-hmm. that made you feel like you had something. And you still don't And you, right, exactly. You still don't have what it is you think you have. Right. And, and as you said, you, okay, let's talk about like, for I, like I said, you shake the tree, you're gonna find some greatness in my tree. Absolutely. So if I wanna go, I'm not gonna run around with relaxed hair one day and, and, and start slinging it just so I can say, you know, that's that Indian in me. You know what? That's more craziness, right? That's more ignorance. So it, it's amazing to me how I hear people having these conversations, and when I listen to them, I said, "You just want to feel accepted. You just want to be a part. Mm-hmm. You don't want to feel as though you've worked for what you've had. You 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 just want someone to tell you that you have. Is there's 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 a there's a difference to me between earning something." And, and someone to just tell explain, you explain something. exactly right. it, it, it's totally different we'd love to hear from you those who are listening give us a call here at the studio 713-789-0096 uh, for those who can't call if you prefer to text uh, give us a call, text us at 833-664-2638 and of course uh, you're welcome to comment on our live facebook feed or any any time on our facebook page to continue that conversation but we'd love to hear from you um, whether, you know, your experience or someone else's experience or, you know, just, just your thoughts, you know, your opinion on, on the matter. Um, because it, we, the way to fight all of this is we, there's strength in numbers. So and minorities, and period, period, are the majority. If we put all of our numbers and our percentages together, we are actually the majority. We outnumber the majority, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So if we would just learn to set those little petty differences, because that's really what it is. It's just pettiness that's gone out of control. Miscellaneous nondescript changes that we Mm -hmm. need to just... Right. You know, and if we would just come together, we'd we'd be something to be reckoned with. Well, you know, we did a show a while back on the buying power. Correct. Minorities. Correct. Minority buying power. That's a hell of a lot of money when you're talking Hispanics and Blacks together. Because we spend that kind of money. Minorities, we love to spend. But unfortunately, we spend on, uh, I think they are. We, we spend on Tommy. We, sp- we spend mm-hmm. on observables. Correct. We spend on things that people can see. Right. We, mm-hmm. we spend, we don't invest. Right. Exactly. And there's a difference. We'll shape what we have. Yeah. We, we, we want to, you know, do everything so to be flashy and, exactly. and highlights. We're, we're willing to spend money on the highlights of our life. Right. And then can instead of rent. rent. Right, absolutely, right. absolutely. Yeah, because you're spending thousands of dollars on that, you know, that human hair, on that Malaysian hair, oh my God. and everything else. Um, okay, well, you could have put that money to the side to invest in your child's future for their college exactly. fund, or for that tutorial, or for Rosetta Stone because you want to learn the language. <laughs> you know, you know, you could have done mm-hmm. that, and and that thousand dollars would have taken you a lot further. Then just three weeks, you're gonna have that hair up on, on, on top of your head. I'm sure there are some classes on on learning some of the different African languages. Um, there has to be. Oh, there has to be. Yeah, because again, I think language right. is a big and, issue. And for anyone, if you have any Latino, right? If anyone has connections to those communities or organizations, um, you know, whether it's you know a, a, an African school or um, you know if like Mecca, you teach Swahili. You yeah, you teach, teach Swahili, Swahili. Yeah. you know, what, whatever your language is, I don't care what language, what country it's from, but if you have connections on that, or if you know organizations that do that, please send that information to us. We want to put it on our website. We want to put it on our mm-hmm. Facebook pages and, and on Twitter. And we want that to be out there because that's the other thing is we're not willing to do the work. Okay, well, let's help each other out and, you know, do less work and we're going to give you those links. Right, let's work smarter and not harder. But we we would love to have that information so we can pass that along. And and also not to look at it as as an excuse for, yet another excuse to just be separate. Mm -hmm. We can be separate but together. I can can learn the Blackfoot Indians language along with whatever African country I originated from and still be we're hanging out, right. my Latina sister. Love you know, we're still doing that. Because that's the thing, too. We always look for a reason, that one little Not thing, mm-hmm. whether it be hair, eyes, skin color, we look for an excuse Not to, to be okay. even more separate. Right. And that's not helping us as a country. Right. Absolutely not. So now we've covered pretty much we should love our neighbors. Absolutely. <laughs> so are we our brother's keeper? Absolutely. Well, that's, that's, how, that's an extension of our love. Absolutely. It is, but we don't really get that kind of love. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of cultures that give that sort of love, mm-hmm. but I don't think that there's reciprocity mm-hmm. on other ends. Correct. Where we feel that. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm all, I understand um, building up and, you know, you always, you always want to do better than the generation before you. Right. Your, your parents should want for you, their children, to do better and have more than what they have. Um, but I think when that happens, we forget, again, we forget where our foundation is at. Right. You know, you're, you're, you've got it up, you're up on the fourth floor now, you know? Yeah. And that's great and wonderful, the view is awesome. But you forget what you're standing on. The shoulders of, absolutely. Absolutely, so you can be, you know, I could be, my last name is Castillo. I can be Castillo if I want, but when it comes down to it, I'm Castillo. Absolutely. Okay, and that's where it started from, and that's how I was able to get to the fourth floor. 
you know, and, and we forget that we need to remember that because people will, you know, like athletes, they're the perfect example. Okay, I understand you wanted to remove yourself from the streets. Oh, it's all that's great and wonderful. That's that's that should be everyone's they want goal. To ostracize themselves from people. Correct. But don't forget to give back. Right. Go back into your community and you know, be there for career day, be there, build organizations, you know, build right. those youth centers and, and put money and invest in that and, and you know, give money back, give your time back. You know, because it's and at that point, there's other people. Well, I just don't have the money to. You don't have to. Just Sometimes give someone your time. time. Volunteer your time. Big brothers, big sisters, other organizations. Um, you know, go to those organizations that deal with those at-risk youth. You know, working for the county, we had a a big issue with getting volunteers because they only wanted a certain type of kid. They wanted that you know low-level criminal ghetto. You know, no, 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 no. They wanted the low-level, as in oh, with their you know they skip school. You know, they cuss out the teacher. That's who they wanted to work yeah. with and quote unquote help. Okay, but what about the gangbangers? You know, teach them how to go fishing. Literally, take them fishing. Teach them how to show how to change a tire, change an oil. They love that because they didn't have someone just spend that time with them. Well, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that, miss. Why not? Well, no one's ever taught me. I don't know. This is just what I know. Okay, well, take him out to eat. We had kids who it was the greatest thing to be taken to Jack in the Box. Man, no one's taking me out to eat. Oh, that's great. Where'd you go? Don't know we went to Jack in the Box. You right. know how, how humbling that is? Yeah. You went to Jack in the Box for some 99 cent tacos. And to them, that was the greatest thing, the greatest thing out of their entire year because no one had just done something for them. For them well, all they see is my tattoos. I'm a gangbanger. I'm this, I'm that. We'll miss, you know, my hair. Because, you know, females, we love to sit there and change our color. Well, my hair's pink or my hair's blue or I, you know, I shape this design. We're all worried about what we look like on the outside. We forget that we're all the same, same on the inside. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to read Proverbs 27. I'm sorry, Proverbs 3, um, chapter, I mean, chapter 3, verse 27. And it says, do not withhold good from those to whom you should give it, if it is within your power to help. Do not say to your neighbor, go away, come back later. I will give it to you tomorrow if you can give it now. I think this typifies exactly the fact that you are your brother's keeper mm -hmm. and you should love thy neighbor. So I think it's right here. And whether or not people live up to that is a whole other story, but I think it's here. Absolutely. And, yeah, and, and you know, your um, your little local businesses, uh, those, oh, you know, they got a mm -hmm. mixtape. They, um, they have this little boutique, you know. Okay, well, if, if you know it's the senora from down the street, and she's selling tamales or, you know, this little taco mm -hmm. truck. Hey, you know, they're just trying to make ends meet. Support those businesses. You sit there when you're on social media and your Snapchat and everything else. When when you're doing that, think about, what, you know, think about what shirt you're wearing and what logo you're wearing. Mm -hmm. Why are you advertising all of them? Why not go to the dude who's, who, who uh, does screen printing from his garage? Absolutely. And yeah. And why don't you advertise what he's, you know, what he's about? and his t-shirts and, and their posters and everything else, we need to build each other up and invest in ourselves. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. We, need, we need to remember that and that's what building your community is. Your community is where you reside. It's not... It's where you do business. Yeah, where it's, it's where you shop and where you're spending money. So quit spending money on these big corporations that are doing nothing for you. It, it, okay. you know, oh no, and then that's mainly what it is, is we need to, we need to do that. I'm, I'm happy and it felt really good to be able to start working with a minority-owned company. And that was part of the reason why I accepted the position. 
Build. Absolutely. You know, I thought it was great. I'm thinking, okay, well, he's, you know, the operations manager, this, I don't know what this, you know, I'm the owner, blah, 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 whatever. Cool. That's great because I've never, I have never worked for my own people, for another Latino, much less be an owner. Now I've worked in some clubs and those are minority to Greek, Indian. Right. So it's like, okay, well, I've worked for, you know, for other minorities, for other minorities, but my actual own Latino people so that that was part of the reason in wanting to go ahead and accept that position is because you know that's cool that's great you know and immediately day one the culture within the office it was very comforting because it's what I know is what I recognize and it's like this is how every office should be and not just because we're all Latinos here or we all you know oh we found that little click in our office we're going to stick to these people you know that's how every workplace should be you know every environment so um, really quickly, we have, um, for those here in Houston, a big season started and that was for live horse racing at Sam Houston Race Park. So uh, if you get a chance, live horse racing is back and better than ever at Sam Houston Race Park. They have 50 cent beer every Friday and free t-shirts, well this Friday, it's free t-shirts for the first 2,500 fans um, on Saturday. So come out and see all the new Ninja Warrior course in between uh, and in between, join some uh, race family entertainment. Again, that's Sam Houston Race Park. They're live horse racing this Friday's 50 cent beer and free t-shirts uh, for the first the first 2,500. Wow. I think it's thoroughbred racing time. Yes, so and that's always exciting. I, I know, you know, maybe it's a Southern thing, but we always get excited. Hey, live horse racing is coming back. It's, it's a great time. Even if you know nothing about horse racing, go out there and learn. Ask your neighbor. <laughs> Ask your neighbor's like spectator. Hey, can you show me, you know, what's the deal? How do I read this? You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. It, out there. It's a lot of it's a good family activity too. I've seen children out there where families are taking their children down to the lower level to actually see the horses when they come out. Oh, yes, you get to see when they you come out. You get to see. Yeah. A lot and of they see on TV, but you've not really experienced it. Right. And, and when they win, you know, you get to see the little winner circle and everything. Absolutely. And they, you know, you get to you know, get a one-on-one with, with the jockeys and the trainers and everything. My my niece loves it. Anytime we tell her, hey, we're going to go see the horse races, she gets all excited and she's like, well, I got to get my boots. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to get my boots, you know? Yeah, I need to catch one of the races myself. I think if we get an opportunity, we may put their, um, or we'll direct their Absolutely, everything, yes, we'll have their information so you can get further information, the link to their website if you have other questions or if you want to, you know, hold an event there. That's the other thing I think people forget. You can actually hold events at the race part um so we'll have all that information up on our website which is um www.allaboutyoushow.info and it's all about you the letter you whenever you go there absolutely we're going to use grateful a little gratitude here start where you are if you haven't got all the things you want be grateful for the things you don't have that you don't want did you all get that? That's very serious. If you can't repeat that. To it. Sure, I can repeat it. Sure. If you haven't got all the things you want, be grateful for the things you don't have that you don't want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Initially, you know, it is good to know what you want, mm-hmm. but it is equally as good and important to know what you mm-hmm. don't want. Yeah, be grateful. You be don't grateful. have this. Thing. You don't have this. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to also put on our website. There's a um, there was a study conducted. It was called the diversity factor, and it's Latinos and Blacks. 
what unites and divides us. So I want you to copy that just so you can have an opportunity to do that. And then again, go to Sam Houston Race Park. There's big fun awaiting you there. A lot of fun, a lot of fun guys. And on closing, as we head out, we have another clip um, that we want to play. And this is, um, the, she's Amara La Negra, for those who know her. Uh, she was on Love and Hip Hop Miami. That's how her claim to fame in America came to be. Um, she's actually an established artist in the Latino community. Um, but there was, she went on a show and um, she had some things to say about her struggle, her struggle within, you know, again, within the Latino community and, and crossing over into uh, the American market. To me, but I know that in a lot of places, people don't see that as much. Right? I just feel like we come in so many shades. Like my mom is a little bit darker than you, but my father is very, very, very dark too, way darker than me. So do we come in so many different shades that it's like, why is it so hard for people to understand or accept me? Because I just feel like there's this, this standard of beauty in the entertainment industry that you have to look a certain type of way in order to be pretty. Your hair needs to be straight and silky in order to be pretty. Or if you're Latina, you have to look like J-Lo, Sofia Vergara, Shakira. But when you look like me, oh, you're, you don't look Latina enough. What does that even mean? There isn't a Latin country that doesn't have people that look like myself. So why aren't we on magazine? Why aren't we on movies? Why aren't we? So it bothers me. And we will see you next week on the radio. <laughs>